attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about a movie where aging stars punch each other over 30-year-old grudges are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Meryl Streep and Julia Roberts? <laughs> oh, it's the holiday show! Uh, I knew I was wearing a sweater for a reason! Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, everybody, and uh, can you even say uh, Happy Hanukkah anymore? It's over, Hanukkah, right? That it's is over. That was happy Thanksgiving. Kwanzaa. What yeah. other holidays? It's a holiday. Throw it in the mix, uh, and it is our holiday show, ladies and gentlemen, a very special movie showcast. Yes, let's toast uh, the nog is flowing here. Mm, nog. What is this stuff? I ask mm. annually. This is our fourth annual holiday special. Wow. And, of course, part of the vast and sprawling movie guy's empire. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> As ever, we are broadcasting from the Decked Out and Merriment Admirals Club, where the yes. Christmas spirit is contagious and we're getting psyched for the onslaught of too many movies released every weekend till the end of the year, as Hollywood makes its Oscar push. Yeah. My name is Paul Preston. I am your host here as ever with Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. Plus, there are a veritable bevy of special guests Ooh. waiting by the wings to stop by the studio and share in the glee... That is holiday movie time. A quick question for the table, just what to start things off bevy? with conversation. Yeah. Is that the question? Yes. If you could get in, <laughs> that's the question. What What's is a bevy? A bevy? <laughs> is it is it half a rick or a full yard to every we'll bevy? Keep using that's that's wood wood uh, wood firewood terminology. A rick. A rick. I thought a rick it was wood. A, 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 a cord. A cord. Yeah. yeah. And then every cord I think is made up of a rick. Oh wow! Like four ricks to a cord. How many cords in a faggot? Uh, <laughs> hey, I that's a real term. I'm not I being weird. I don't smoke. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but if th this is the real question. If you could have any movie right now given to you on Blu-ray that you don't currently own, and it's a tough question to ask nowadays because, you know, you could go on to Netflix and probably get a number of movies that you really like. What would be the movie that you don't have that you wish you had? Or maybe it's a lost movie that you never, oh. you couldn't find that now you could get as a Christmas wish. What would it be? And Blu-ray is the the hook here. Yeah, well, we no, I, well, oh, maybe, okay. yeah, because I got yeah, old VHS that yeah. I need to really toss and get. Yeah. But I mean, I can't part with my copy of everything that's over there on the shelf. <laughs> 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 Dead men don't wear plaid. Come on, I can't get rid of that until I make sure I got a I got a yeah. DVD at least, if not a Blu-ray in, in my hands. I'd I'd like a glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan. What is that? Oh yes, it's a Bill Murray movie that I managed to miss somehow. Oh, mm -hmm. it missed theaters. It yeah. kind of went to iTunes and y yeah, like I, a week in the theaters, cross-platform. I, I, I missed a Bill. Murray I don't think movie. you missed it, Karen. I think it missed everybody. <laughs> it was missed it in missed general. It. <laughs> so that's why I need Santa to bring it to me. Uh, that is a Charlie Sheen movie. <laughs> yep. With Bill Murray and his partner. Wow. Party say, huh. say the title again, please. A glimpse inside the mind of Charles Swan. Oh, the third. Well, I remember the third. this. I do remember this. Mm -hmm. This uh, is like a year ago or something. Yeah. It, it yeah. seems to be very. Fun and kind of crazy, but <laughs> thank you, Santa. It seems very fun and, and really kind of uh, a movie that's going to have a very specific style. But I have not seen it. Green Lantern for me. There you go. What? It's a superhero movie. I don't have. I, I just haven't gotten it. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Martin Campbell. Yeah. You like that enough? I, I own Daredevil. I own Ghost Rider. I own. I mean, of course, That's I would true. own. I mean, it's funny. I keep every time I see it on cable, I'll TiVo it and watch parts of it. I mean, there's parts of it that are pretty watchable. Do you have the Phantom? The Phantom. Yeah. Van yes. Phantom. Billy yeah. Zane. You have it? Yeah. Well, I have that on VHS. That one hasn't made the transfer. But, <laughs> See, uh, sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. And the uh, the Shadow? I do have the Phantom TV show, oh. which I which only ran for about like 10 episodes, but I found it for like five bucks on DVD. Pretty good. A lot of parkour. 
<laughs> when in doubt, right? So, what year did it come out? <laughs> I don't actually have one. I don't. I can't. I'm kind of hung up on the Blu-ray angle because I know that's a big deal. Like because it's a, a supposedly well, a better even, picture. Yeah, you can even say DVD for you because you're not like obsessive about the higher quality. Exactly. Like, what's on uh, DVD yeah. that you're like, oh, I love this, but I don't have it. Everything I want, I have. Mm. I have the twelve movies I need to get me through the <laughs> yeah. one. But I do want to see. Can we name Tom Cruise movies? Few Good Men. Few Good Men. Big Lebowski. Wood. Joe versus a volcano. And I hate to I hate to sound like less than a movie guy. Midnight Run. Oh, you don't have Midnight ding, Run. Ding, I got ding. that. I We've got that two this. months ago. Yeah. Went oh. to Amoeba. Yep. Snatched that. That shit. is one I need. That was one I didn't have for a long I time. Yeah. But I, I, like I said, I, I hate to sound like less than a movie guy about this, but for me, really, really high quality video is kind of like really, really high quality audio. For me, at a certain point, it just all becomes the same quality. I yeah. can't tell the difference between really good and super really good. I can tell the difference between really good and really shitty. That's about it. And America's about to join you in that because now they're doing the 4K TV with the Super Blu-ray. And you know what? People are not going to give a shit. There's going to be like the couple of those guys with their really big dens where they brag to their friends that this cost a million dollars or whatever. But the rest of us, we don't need 4K. Because like, 4K's made up. It's not really a thing, right? That's just a new word they came up with to say you don't have this, so you need it now. Well, what's funny about that is when the, the Vudu, that uh, rental uh, uh -huh. online rental thing, yeah. when that first came out, they had three options, standard def, high def, or super high def. Super high, the difference between high def and super high def is you have to press a special button to make it not super high def. <laughs> so like, it's been invented. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, yeah. hang on. 4K to me, when you said that, I immediately thought of Lloyd Dobler having to ski it in order to get some girl to like him. <laughs> the K1 or the, the K2? <laughs> oh, K2. The K2. That's K2. Oh, the Widowmaker. Okay. <laughs> I was no, like, better like, off dead. They it's have like... a K3, but they just press a button to make it a K2. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's like Retson or, or Techron with Smogtron or whatever. Techron with Smogtron. You know, it's, it's made up marketing. I don't buy it. <laughs> it's all bullshit. But if but it's if there is a midnight run in 4K, I'll take it. Uh, well, listen, not only are we in the holiday spirit here on the Movie Showcast, but the whole Movie Guys network is under the spell. Oh, yeah. wow. Are you aware of this? As you know, every year we set up a 24-hour channel of all holiday music over on The Deuce. Uh, nice. The, the Movie Guys Deuce, the, our sister station. <laughs> this year is no different. It's pretty sweet. Anytime you need a little Christmas cheer, you can just tune in and get a taste of some music oh, from good. this festive season. And if you have our Movie Guys portable radio, the scroll will list the, the song title. Oh, good. Right now it says they're playing that classic song, The 47 Ronin of Christmas. Oh, wait a second, Ooh. wait a second. I, I would like to tune this out. I never saw the first 46 Ronin, and man, I sure don't want it spoiled. I'm sure yeah. you don't. That's smart thinking, Karen. Thank you. Yeah. If I may cut in for a second and explain something to the people, uh, if you haven't watched The Wolverine, a ronin is a samurai who's lost his master. This is the story of 47 such men, if the title is to be believed. Even though there's 47 of them, only one of them has a proven to be a box office draw, and that is Keanu Reeves. Adam, if you've learned anything from birthday's segment of our show, oh. it's that the word Keanu means cool breeze. That's right, that's right. Ah, yes. Okay, only one of them has proven to be a box office draw, and that is cool breeze Reeves. Much better. Anyway, to achieve revenge for their, banish their banishment, the 47 Ronin must exhibit amazing feats of courage and wire work. They must fight their way through a series of mystical beasts whose witchcrafts allows their clothes to turn into CGI dragons, as foretold in the ancient Chinese prophecy, the Tao de Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculiculous. You know, I've heard That's the, the sequel is the Ridiculiculous, the Tao of that. I've heard that the uh, martial arts action sounds so intense that I'm sure we'll all wonder why Keanu's lips match his words. All right. That for, first of all, you can't guarantee that. Secondly, enough of this mess. Can we listen in on the music? So here all we right, go. I'm let's not, let's I'm gonna plug my take ears. a taste. The 47 okay. Ronin of Christmas. All right. 47 Ronin fighting. 46 Ronin fighting. 
No, oh, I can't. I'm sure wow. it goes on like that. <laughs> Did I miss something? No, you That's didn't. That's a lot of running. <clears throat> I always thought that was a long song to begin with. He'd be 47, <laughs> good lord. We'll, we'll be checking in with the deuce here and there throughout the day to see what tunes they'll be offering. But we have a new segment this year Ooh. as we await the arrival of Ron Burgundy hey! here in the studio. Wow, of course. That's a big get, Just in time for Christmas. It's a big night. Wow. Pretty exciting. Now, this is the first year we're checking in with something uh, that the kids are going to get a big kick out of, I think, around the nation. The Burgundy Tracker. Oh, yeah. All mm. right, so let's do that now and throw things over to Lee. Thanks, Paul. Uh, our special guest, Ron Burgundy, is actually en route to the Admiral's Club as we speak, and uh, right. he should be arriving shortly. So as you can see here, we've set out a plate of cookies and a bottle of scotch to help Perfect. him feel right at home once he does, does arrive. Scotch, scotch, yeah. Now, in the meantime, though, as Paul said, we'll be tracking his progress as he journeys his way here to beautiful Burbank yeah, uh, with our new movie promotion radar tracking system mm-hmm. called the Anchor Tracks 5000. Sexy. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now, much like NORAD tracks Santa as he makes his appointed rounds of gift giving, we'll exactly. be tracking Anchorman 2's Ron Burgundy as he makes his way to our studio. Now, at the risk of sounding a little anticlimactic, this really should be a rather short trip for Mr. Burgundy as uh, Paramount Studios, the makers of this film, isn't too far from the Admirals Club. As a matter of fact, it's... Uh, just across town, right over the right over the valley. So unless he gets sidetracked, right, and for some reason, and really, what could possibly keep him, uh, he should be here very shortly. So Paul, if no further ado, let's tune in the Anchor Tracks Five Thousand and see if we can't figure right. out just just yeah. where he is. Let me fire can, it up. Can, oh, I, okay, we're honing in. Uh, all right, if I'm reading this correctly, it looks like he's just now leaving Paramount. He's moving a little, not, not too quickly. Must be in one of those golf carts, probably. Uh, oh, picking up some steam now. Okay, ooh, good. Ooh, he's ooh, Look at this. Ooh. He's headed right this way. Okay. Oh, oh, he's veering off course a little now. He's slowing down. Let's see. Paul, you can zoom in on that and uh, get some advanced audio microphone sensors, get a better idea of what he's up to there. Okay. It's so damn hot. It is a warm day today. Milk was a bad choice. Oh. Oh. Okay, well, apparently he's he's stopped apparently he's off. got a scorer with him. <laughs> That's cool. Well, those Hollywood types, they travel yeah, with cool, big entourage, and it is a warm day here in the valley, so uh, apparently he stopped off at a convenience store to get something to drink. But, uh, oh, wait, look, looks like he's back on his way, Paul. Okay. Excellent. Oh, wonderful. Here he comes now over the hills from the Paramount Studios. Looks like he's making a beeline right for our studios. Great. Oh, wait, he's slowing down again. Okay, uh, you know what? Zoom in, see if we can pick up what's going on there. Probably my best tip is... Tip number eight, uh, always keep your own poop in your cell with you. What what do you mean, keep it with you? Bags of your own poop. Collect it throughout your stay and just have it ready. Because if if it goes down, I mean, there's nothing crazier than this guy stained in poop running after you. Okay. Really sorry about this. Now it sounds like he's run into a bit of trouble during an interview with Conan. Um, tell you what, you know, it looks like Ron's going to be a few more moments before he gets here. Uh, so, Paul, let's just uh, go on with the show, and you, you, we'll check back in a little bit. Uh, right? It takes a full-time internet to track Ron Burgundy. <laughs> it does. He's all over yeah. hell. You, uh, you would think he could smell the scotch. From I was hoping that would lure him in. Yeah. We don't um, need this big cell, though. Movie guys don't, right? We're going to see Anchorman too, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. Well, Adam was mentioning earlier today that yeah. they didn't want to make the read movie. read a good article because everybody's saying, and obviously we're kind of parodying there, is that uh, you know Ron Burgundy is kind of showing up everywhere. You do need a full uh, NORAD to track him and yeah. figure out where he's going to be next. And the reason they're doing all this diversity of promotion and kind of like radical different type of promotion, like he just you know showed up, uh, uh, you know he shows up here and there, 
is that uh, yeah, Paramount had and DreamWorks had no faith in the the project. They didn't even want to see a script to begin with. And uh, and when Anchorman was made, the, Paul Rudd was who kind of but, oh oh that guy from kind of this kind of that the guy from The Office. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, like Steve Carell wasn't on the yeah. wasn't even forty year old. Who Dave Keckner? Exactly. Based and, on the wild success of the first one, we're not too sure we should make another one. Yeah, yeah so that's really? why they're Stupid. like. <laughs> That's why they're putting so much, uh, like, because all the promotion has, is pretty grassroots. I, I don't know if this is necessarily Paramount and DreamWorks. Uh, or in, in fact, is DreamWorks even involved? They did the first I one. I think but... so, just because DreamWorks is now, yeah, part of Paramount. Okay, okay. So, yeah. But but I think this is uh, kind of maybe some of the guys at, uh, at their production company getting some radical ideas and stuff to say, screw you. This movie can is going to make money, and it's going to be huge. So. Well, he was supposed to be on ESPN. They canceled it because... Of some big uh, rape uh, accusation oh, of a, of a Ron big Burgundy rape somebody? football player? No, yeah. no. Oh. And they couldn't ESPN have gone. has a rape hour now for just whatever <laughs> yeah, rapes right? are going on in major <laughs> sports. <laughs> they couldn't, but he couldn't could, go. I guess he couldn't exactly. go on there and goof with like a kind of heavy subject. So they oh, canceled yeah. him and Champ. were supposed to, be, uh, but they both showed up in the Dan Patrick show. They were they popped in on some North Dakota news yeah. station. I was listening curling? to Click. I was listening to Click and Clack the Clappert Brothers this morning, and he was he wasn't on it, but that would be cool if he was. <laughs> <laughs> the Tappert Brothers. <laughs> the Tappert Brothers. Yes. Trying to tell everyone you just listened to that show. I like that I've show. I've never listened to that show. Oh, I'm oh, a big great. fan of that show. Oh, car Talk? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Car, car Talk's talk. a great They're show. fantastic. You can tell them what your car sounds like. You say, it's going, yang, 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 and they'll absolutely tell you what's wrong with it. <laughs> did new guys take over that show? No, they're no. they've just stopped and now they're just doing, you know, it, Did Rick and Cord take over for <laughs> Click and Clack? <laughs> uh Tap and blow on it. Those two guys <laughs> yeah, came. Yeah, in. exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a. Although this is a very special edition of the movie showcast, we should do what we're best at, and that's filling in hopeful listeners about what's new oh, yeah. uh, in theaters. Now, opening December twentieth is Walking with Dinosaurs 3D. Karen. No social caste system is safe from having outcasts, even the goddamn dinosaurs, as Walking with Dinosaurs 3D reminds us that as cool and majestic as the giant dinosaurs may seem, most were assholes. And this dinosaur story is about Rudolph, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer of Dinosaurs, Patchy Apache Rhinosaurus. Slab bulkhead. Bridge large meats. Hunt speed chunk. Butch deadlift. <laughs> Who must overcome his underdog status to become the leader of a herd through the dangerous Cretaceous period. Ooh, a Cretaceous period sounds nasty, Karen. The filmmakers shot footage on location in Alaska and New Zealand and added the dinosaurs in with computer animation and post-production. It's kind of how a Steven Seagal film is made nowadays. <laughs> Not to mention the film also features state-of-the-art 3D. This will be used to help audiences truly see and feel what it was like when dinosaurs ruled the Earth. It will also be used to add depth to Justin Long's voice performance. <laughs> <laughs> Adults, adults should get themselves ready for an even cooler dinosaur you've never heard of. Ooh. Hey, Mom and Dad, just when you finally learned how to pronounce Velociraptor, there's a whole new toy dinosaur for you to trip over in the hallway on your way to the bathroom in the middle of the night. True, there are tons of new dinosaurs never, never before mentioned until this movie. And the commercialization is a bit out of hand, as we'll be introduced to the Hootersaurus, <laughs> the Googleodon, the Panda Express Ceratops, and the <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Not but, even trying with that one. No. <laughs> but the real asshole dinosaur we mentioned earlier is the predator behemoth that terrorizes Patchy and the dinosaur herd called Gorgosaurus. Oh, now speaking of assholes, Rick Santorum <laughs> is protesting this film, which features events he sure never happened. There you go. <laughs> 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 
by the way, December 20th. By the way, Karen, if you do find yourself having a crustaceous period, see your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> if it lasts for more than four days. Yeah, that was definitely my Ron Burgundy line of the script right there. Yes. What was that? Yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> a crustaceous period sounds nasty, Karen. <laughs> sounds nasty, Karen. <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be a gorgeous Saurus, and then they could cast Ryan Reynolds. Gorgeous George Saurus. <laughs> you know, Ryan Gosling and the gorgeous Saurus. Oh, that's the dreamy Saurus. The, the yeah, dreamy Saurus. Ryan Gosling and the gorgeous Saurus. Do you think that... Um, this is being released at Christmas because of people often say that Hollywood is anti-Christian and dinosaurs, <laughs> a dinosaur movie. There's a lot of people that say that dinosaurs lived at the same time as Jesus and they walked the earth together. I don't know. It just seems suspicious that's to me. That's a particular phylum of Christian, though, right? I mean, that's not most. I think most go, yeah, I think there were dinosaurs. <laughs> well, I think we've all met enough studio executives to safely say they're not that clever oh, okay. to, to be that subversive. <laughs> the, the, just... the, the response usually is, I guess the Bible mentions an animal known as the behemoth, and they say, well, that's the dinosaur. Oh. Mm. They see all there. That's what that is. Interesting. You know. That's the one dinosaur. Yeah, it wasn't millions of years ago, of course. Is but. this based on the documentary, Walking with Dinosaurs? It's the same title, right? But yes, I, don't I did the, the same research. Like, production company. It's I don't know what that is, but it's based on the live show, where the giant with, puppets oh. and people... Oh, and the live right. show, yeah. I almost want to give a little more kudos to, because it's one thing to make fake dinosaurs in a computer, but those puppeteers are fantastic. Yeah. If you can get a chance to watch some of that on the internet, it's really beautiful. Yeah, the internet has it. The internet can give it to <laughs> you. The, you know what? Ask the internet. Ask the internet. They have pictures of really fabulous puppeteers doing some great work with these dinosaurs. Speaking of the internet, I would like to plug a perhaps future future guest, uh, someone I've asked to be on the show, uh, Dan Telfer. I just saw the funniest clip, and I guess it's a famous clip. It kind of went viral, but I never saw it at the time, where he asked the audience who they think the best dinosaur is, and go. And the audience fills in like 10 dinosaurs, and he has the most hilarious argument as to... He knows <laughs> everything about every dinosaur. Wow. And, that's and, cool. And, and lays them down about how that's not the greatest dinosaur. This would have been the time to have him. Shit. Ah, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, yeah. When it comes out on DVD. Well. <laughs> oh, there'll well, be other dinosaur movies. I don't want to do a yeah, spoiler alert, right? but what does he think is the greatest dinosaur? Uh, the Ankylosaurus. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the one that's like... Most gamma like, yeah. yeah, it's the most gamma like, which is why I like it. But it can tuck its 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 uh, uh, legs under and its head under, and then just take a beating. Like gamma, like gamma, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Except, Except it can't it fly. Have, it yeah. doesn't have jets that come out of the uh, the pods stuff. Yeah, Ankylosaurus was where uh, Telfer came. I liked out. him too because he was spiky. I thought that was, I I that was cool. It's an armadillo, right? I just feel bad for like the Stegosaurus. No one says these are their favorite. Uh, Dan slow. has an argument of why it's not. I mean, every one they bring up, <laughs> he has an argument. It's you hilarious. know what's kind of interesting is I think this is a guy thing. I know. And, like and a kid thing, by the way, to go back to your your atheist it's thing. No, this is for so kids. That's something to go see. Well, I I um know a lot. I mean, obviously, I grew up with a bunch of girls my age, and we were not as into dinosaurs as boys are. Little no, that's boys true. are no, no, dinosaur boy crazy. Thing. But remember the gigantic uh, uh, dinosaur explosion, all the straight-to-video movies, all that sort of stuff, including the original Walking with Dinosaurs in the post-Jurassic Park era. Where's the dinosaur stuff has been gone for like five, ten years now? What I mean, this that? is like, there's an audience out there now for this Jurassic movie. Now Jurassic Park 4 is greenlit. Yeah. What yeah, was that back. sitcom? Was it simply dinosaurs? The, the oh, dinosaurs, I think. The dinosaurs. Because they were like so the funny. Flintstones, right? Oh, that was a Jim yeah. Henson production, wasn't it? I was think it? so. Really, really funny. It's on Netflix right now. Really? And that show was really funny. Well, maybe it's I, I just remember. dinosaurs. I think, I think, I think it's dinosaurs. just dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's uh, Honeymooners, but with dinosaurs. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. Which is weird, because they already went to that era with the Flintstones. Right. But now... That straight show up people for dinosaurs. Straight up Same era. For dinosaurs. Still a sitcom story. about dinosaurs with people dressed as dinosaurs is both ahead and behind its time. There you go. <laughs> well, speaking of dinosaurs, I think the 47 Good Ronin segue. of Christmas. 
Ronin. They're like ancient, right? Uh, that song, God, the 47 Ronin of Christmas is still going on is in our 24 hour so holiday music. Plug your ears, Karen. Alert. Plug it. Plug them. All right, let's, let's tune into the deuce again for All just right, a sec. 33 fire breathing dragons, 32 throwing stars, 31 breaking skulls. All right, enough of that. Let's they're, on, they're on point with all those things, though. <laughs> yeah, let, yeah. Hey, well, let's get to what really matters. Oh, peace on earth. No. Loving one another? No, no, no. Spending time presents. with the family. Oh. Presents. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. presents. Okay. We all drew names out of a hat. Yeah. Uh, so if you're following along at home, here's how it panned out for our big gift exchange, all right? Mm-hmm. I have a gift for Karen. Karen bought one for Lee. Lee has one for Adam, and Ooh. Adam has one for me. We're mm-hmm. going a big circle yes, here. Yes, so I did. Karen, Karen, you're probably like a lot of people out there who equate Christmas with getting punched in the face repeatedly. Yes. Now, America... (laughs) The reasons for which we won't go into. America can enjoy that. Every household has their own traditions. America can enjoy that in three different ways. Head back to see your family for the holidays. Head out to see Grudge Match in theaters on Christmas Day. Or stay home... And enjoy the Rock'em Sock'em Stallone and De Niro boxing set from Mattel. Karen, that's what I got oh, for you. Oh, wow. Cool. What? Oh, this is great. Oh, look at that. There you go. Oh, my the, the, gosh. I want to play. The wanna faces. Play? Can I play you? Are looks... authentically. Uh... Hey, yeah, let me just explain it real quick. That You'll notice the. the, the uh... Put that up to the camera there. All right, one second. Yeah. All right. This is uh, wow. this is a subtle detail. It's like the old Rock'em Sock'em robots, except it's themed out to Grudge Match. It's a grudge match version of the popular so kids it's toy. So it's different. It's it's emblazoned. <laughs> you see how it's emblazoned with the faces of the yes. stars of the movie, De Niro and Stallone. And like the like the poster, they're much younger faces than are actually in the movie. Yes. <laughs> now Stallone has spent a lot of time. <laughs> well, those are CGI done. Yeah. Stallone spent a lot of time reuniting with his old co-stars lately in the Expendables films, but here he reunites with Copland's De Niro because he realized he hadn't punched him in the face yet. So. Oh, good. Do you have a family, Lee? Not that I've met, no. Well, the kids can enjoy hours of face-punching <laughs> together because the usually soaked in blood Stallone and the usually soaked in profanity De Niro have found themselves in a PG-13 film. Now, if you guys have seen the trailer, you know Stallone and De Niro are old boxing rivals who come out of retirement in their 60s to punch each other in the face for one last rematch. But I think we can find out who wins right here and now. Oh. Ooh. What? All right. Lee, we're all too excited to play that. Karen, you want to take on Lee in a... I oh, will. Okay. I'm going to be playing Who am uh, I? Stallone. Okay. So I don't know what I'm the character is in the right, movie, but Boop, I'm Rock'em, sock'em, De Niro, and Stallone. Go. go for it. Here's Mad Dog so. and or Glory. Oh, yeah. my God. Versus... Wait a minute. Oh, Stallone stop or his mom right. will play. Oh. Round one. De Niro, round one. Oh, this must have been made in China. What are you? Oh, what are you playing? You clips might have heard there, uh, Kevin Hart clips because <laughs> Kevin Hart also appears in Grudge Match. What happened? Stallone came apart. He not only knocked his block off, he knocked him right off of the ring. That's all right. Well, there you have it. I think. Well, we're, we're just pro- doing one round then. I guess we did have a victory there. <laughs> well, you have oh, a knockout. Two out of three. Oh, two out of three. Two out of three. Boom. For those of you listening, there is a YouTube version. <laughs> you gonna learn today. <laughs> and there's right, Kevin Hart. Right. Who else is in this movie? There's somebody else. Co-starring. It's like Rocky Two. You both yeah. the heads oh. came up. That's okay. That's, this, well, then this has got to well, be the decider. This is no decider. spoiler alert right there. We don't know who's going to win in the actual movie. So this, right. no, this will do it. This oh, is best out of. My, let's just call this the a victory rocker. match, so, so that the audience who's just listening I'm can make too us hard stop. on the game. Karen's right. off a rocket. Adrian. One more. This, go for it. One last round. Yeah. You gonna learn today? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Stallone today. Oh, oh, oh no no no! Tie oh, oh, oh. again. Stallone went up first. Uh, okay, right. so that's Stallone three rounds, up. and the first round went to De Niro. The last, the next two yeah. were a tie. So I think in the movie, De Niro will win. I don't want to say <laughs> that we're completely prescient, game to game. but Thank you. I think we predicted the winner of the, the spoiler alert. De Niro wins the fight. You're <laughs> prescient. Based on our on our game. 
Well, Paul, thanks, and I look forward to the gift you get me next year for Fudge Match when that comes out next Christmas starring Nathan Lane and Harvey Firestein as two old queens in a bitter feud also over a purse. You're welcome. Well, there you go. But, Lee, I got you a little Ooh. something I think you're really going to like. Yeah. You're excited to see American Hustle, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's based on the ab scam scandal, right? Mm-hmm. I, I looked that up, but it turned out to be a lot of reading. So, But uh, this is an old boy, so I really don't care how close to the original it gets. You know, I tried to figure out what the movie's about, so I went to Nikki Fink's deadline. <laughs> and according to them, Bradley Cooper is dating a 20-year-old French girl. Oh, well, I'll see that. It really doesn't matter what it's about because a film already wins from the style, the era, and the performances. And the hair. True. Like the 70s, where it is said American Hustle is a series of bad hair problems. Right. I'd watch these people looking this good and bad if the film was called American Root Canal. <laughs> from what I gather, it's about a time before political officials lost their career over prostitutes and dick pics. Back before the Supreme Court legitimized bribery through campaign finance laws, this was real money in a briefcase bribery. And the FBI cared. Now, that that doesn't sound like a Christmas film. It is when you consider that everything they get in the movie was on their Christmas list. Yeah, the main hustler is played by Christian Bale, and he's a real-life hustler named Irving Rosenfeld. Mm. And I got you Irving Rosenfeld's actual Christmas list from 1979. What? Wow. Wow, you'd think he was Jewish. I was just saying, no jokes about the irony of Irving Rosenfeld having a Christmas list? Played by Christian? Played by Christian? Okay. Enjoy that (laughs) list. No, wait, no, wait. This is original. This is, (laughs) Mm -hmm. look at this. It says right here, it says, I want a mansion. Mm -hmm. I want a pool. Check. An FBI informant who's on my side. Oh, oh apparently he had the ones that were on Santa against was good him. good to him. I'll take a private jet. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. A senator from Philadelphia who's on the take. Yep. No, wait. He wants one from, from Trenton, New Jersey. No, wait. Make that upstate New York. Okay, I'll take I'll take a suitcase full of cash, a Saudi prince. Ooh, look at this. Four I'll models. Play some hip-hop under him getting all this. He wants, yeah, he wants <laughs> four models floating in my pool. All, to, all Wow. This goes on. Look at on the back here, too. The Jeez. best part is you can give that to Santa Claus this year. Oh, sweet. I just and initial it? Yeah. You just have to initial it so they knows it's for you, but you also will need to give him a satchel with $80,000 in it. Oh, yeah. I, I see. Santa yes. needs his, his palm grease. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Lee. There well, you thank go. you, Carrie. Sure. Uh, well, cool. I, hope you get all, I hope you get all that stuff. I, I that would too. be. I don't know where I I'd put it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the mansion, probably. Oh, some, yeah. some of it, at least. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, did you, did you uh, get me something? Was I? I was. Uh... Well, Adam, I've heard uh, you've you, you've heard of the Wolf of Wall Street, right? Sure, sure. A okay. bunch of guys get rich, then they get in trouble, then they write a book about it, and really handsome people play them. Proving crime does pay, and it's really cool. Absolutely. This is this really is an American success story that has been replayed over and over. So stay in school, kids. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> no, I got you a present that actually ties in with that particular film. Oh, you cool. got me a present that somehow ties into a newly released movie? Get out of here. <laughs> Absolutely. Crazy. I even took the time to wrap it. Uh, Ooh, so here, this. go ahead and uh, open up All right. that... Uh, no, I got to use that next year. So take, take it easy. Yeah, you like my sister recycling the. <laughs> Fold the tape back yeah, so no, it doesn't yeah, stick exactly. to the other thing. Oh, oh, what do we got here? Oh, yes. It's a Teen Wolf of Wall Street action figure. Yes, check it out. It's all the exciting action of the Wolf of Wall Street designed so kids, too, can enjoy the get rich quick schemes. Okay, and here's here's the cool part. By day, he's just an average stockbroker. Uh-huh. You know, he's following the SEC regulations, sure, sure. Looks, letter of looks the up law. And up. Yeah, but then when the moon comes out, here, go, go, go ahead, push the button on his back. Okay. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is... Oh, 
Check it out. He becomes wow. a hairy, defrauding lichen agent of corruption. That's, oh, that's cool. awesome. But uh, what exactly does he do? Well, he swindles. He swindles? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it says right there on the back. Here. Oh. Your Teen Wolf of Wall Street action figure comes equipped with super swindling action, including <laughs> vice-like swindling grip and a swindling briefcase, so uh, which can be used to store classified documents and government secrets. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I thought you might have to uh, you know, make me buy that separately. That's great. What am I, an asshole? Come on. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take this baby out tonight, and we're going to get some serious swindling done. I'm jealous. Wow, look at this. It swindles in restaurants. It swindles in airplanes. It even swindles in the shower because it's water resistant. And if you collect all four action figures, you can create your own financial monster squad. Yeah, awesome. It says here that the Teen Wolf of Wall Street can join forces with Vampire of the Vanities, Frankenstein Glen Ross, and Wall Street Mummy Never Sleeps. <laughs> To be an unstoppable force in manipulating stock prices and laundering money. Adam, I knew you'd like it. That is I cool. Knew you'd like Thanks, it. Lee. Yeah, Above and beyond. Right. That is I great. I do what I can. Oh, okay. Paul, yours is actually already on your phone. <clears throat> what? You were on my phone? Uh-huh. I've downloaded an app. I bought this for you. You're going to love it. It is a personal organizer, just like in the movie Her. Her? What's Her? <laughs> well, Paul... That's right, Paul. Ron Burgundy isn't the only porn stash in theaters because Christmas season is also award season and Joaquin Phoenix is all stashed up and ready to schlub in her. Her? Her is set in a crazy future where people are constantly checking and talking and interacting with digital personal assistants that they take with them everywhere. Oh, wait. Somebody didn't, somebody didn't get paid to write this, did they? Anyway. Uh, Joaquin plays Schlubby Schlubberson. Wait, do I have that right? <laughs> oh, it's actually Theodore Twombly. Oh. So I was right. You were right. <laughs> He's a lonely, introverted sap who needs someone in his life to connect with. His life changes, as any of ours would, with the introduction of Scarlett Johansson into it. Oh, mm, amen. Amen. Yes. Since no technology can succeed until you want to fuck it, <laughs> personal assistants take the leap into the 21st century with the voice of Scarlett Johansson, who plays Samantha, a digital assistant, who organizes Schlubby's Day, and even <laughs> carries on conversations with him and tucks him into bed. It's just like Siri, except sexier. Here's a clip. Okay. Samantha, call mom. <laughs> Feisty. No, call mom. <laughs> Feisty. No, call mom. <laughs> Feisty. No, fuck it. I'll dial it, my, dial it myself. Jesus. But before you know it, she wants to know what is this thing you call love? And he's carrying on a relationship with the one thing that knows all the numbers for wedding planners. Oh, wow. This movie, it has the ultimate male fantasy. Scarlett Johansson's voice on Amy Adams' body. Oh, um, actually, Paul, the ultimate male fantasy is Scarlett Johansson's voice on Scarlett Johansson's body. Ah. Well, the trailer had the obligatory shot of someone running with sparklers, so I'm bound to like it. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have my own personal organizer on here. It's just like in the movie. Yep. There you go. Try it out. Okay, I'll just uh, turn it on and see what happens. Hello, Paul. I vet at your service. What do you desire? Ooh, sexy. Yeah, Yvette. Yeah, All right. Sure, Yvette, uh, what's a good restaurant for Thai food? So you like it hot, huh? Well, looking for something to get your mouth all hot and bothered? Mild to hot, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I bothered and I asked for my money back. It's just down Burbank Boulevard. Should be easy for someone with your tight ass to get there. 
Let's see that thing. Oh, good lord. Now she's a little filthy, I think. I think, I think, okay. I think she well, likes you, Paul. Kind of, like in the movie, you know, a little flirty. Okay. Or you can just slide me down your pants. I'll turn on the light. Give me that dick. Jesus! Oh, hey! I think you got some knockoff here that's borderline uh, sexual harassment. All right, all right. It's not the Scarlett Johansson model. You know, that's only sold at the Sharper Image uh, for enough money to solve the debt crisis in Greece. But you can adjust it to one of ten other personalities, too. Oh, thank God. So, right, you know. Let me put on uh, setting two. Here we go. Let's see what we have. Paul, are you hungry? Oh. Yes, uh, just looking for some Thai food. Paul, I don't like hearing that you don't have enough food in the house. <laughs> Maybe we should go to a grocery store instead. I've started a list for you with some basics that everyone should have in their house. Beef broth, minestrone, a can of green beans. Okay, I guess that's handy, but I was thinking we could all go out for Thai, kind of like a social thing. Oh, you shouldn't be spending your money on that. How about a nice evening inside? Who are these friends of yours? Pan me around the room. Okay, I'm not going to do that. All right, listen, this, this okay, is just too right. motherly. Yeah, I, guess I, I hope here? there are other settings. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back to sexy, okay? Please. Give me that dick. Oh, Jesus okay, Christ. You know okay, never mind. All right, set wow. it. There's a third setting. You yeah, yeah, another. no, there's right. a couple. Yeah. Let's try that one. You're hungry, right? Well, you should have planned ahead. I see a grocery list has been started. Why haven't you gotten the groceries? I'm adding it to your calendar. I see that you have some other events on here. I'm moving them all to today, so let's just knock this out. I'm checking your GPS for the most efficient route to pay your cable bill, shoot tonight's event at CityWalk, get that meeting in with Steve, also get that haircut in, and watch an episode of Breaking Bad. But Ooh. we've got to move like we've got a purpose. We have no time for time. Okay, we, that is some wow. scheduler. Yeah. Like, I, I kind of type A, not uh, yeah. really what I'm going for either. I need things to be a little more as I schedule them. Let's try another yeah, setting. Let's try another one. Let's see what we got. No problem, buddy. In fact, I deleted everything for the rest of the week. Hmm. Let's just hang out. To better help, I've made a notation on the GPS location of your robe and your weed. Ooh. Oh, and I've placed brush teeth on the to-do list with no definite date <laughs> attached. That, uh, I kind of like that. I yeah. Got it. Well, like the dude. Yeah. it is laid back. But that could also be dangerous. Yeah. Let's see. Let's go on and try another setting. Do me now. God okay, damn wow. sexy voice. Yeah, yeah. Setting Shit, one again. yeah it's an accident you keep going to that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you buy the optional lifelike vagina? Plug it into my USB hole. God, no, I didn't. I didn't. Did I? You didn't get me that, did you? Uh, but, well, Paul, if you did, uh, just be sure to adjust the rotating cock hole adapter. There are like 10 settings. Black, Asian, white guy. So. I did it. Oh, okay. Stick it in. Okay, enough of you. Wow. Jesus. All right, listen. I, I, I already live with two personalities in my house, or three to five if you count <laughs> all of my dog, Dr. Marvin's personalities. <laughs> all right, maybe I don't need a personal organizer with an extra one, Okay. Oh, don't be so quick there now, Paul, oh. because setting five is Grace from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, everyone's favorite secretarial assistant. Okay. Did you need any help there, Paul? Hmm. Or should I be over here minding my own beeswax? Oh, I like that. Thank you, Grace. I'll be fine. Oh, Paul, you sounded like Dirty Harry just then. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, I think I found my setting. Yeah, it's We're a perfect assistant. Right? The one I'm going to go with. The right, ideal movie that assistant. One in. I mean, if you have to, you can jerk off to it, but, you know, it's not going to be your go-to. Well, thanks, Adam. Yeah, sure, that's pretty clever. How'd you get in his phone do you know his password or something yeah it's raiders everything oh, everything's sorry. raiders oh, that's true <laughs> all right well all the gifts are great but let's go to lee one more time before we take a quick break uh yes time now to check in with anchor tracks 5000 to see where ron burgundy is as he makes his way to visit us visit us here at the admirals club as we mentioned earlier anchor tracks 5000 is a special movie promotion tracking technology we have installed here at the studios which allows us to track the promotion of holiday movies mm -hmm. now 
as with all technology, it's always evolving. First introduced was working girl radar, if you remember that from 94, I think, 92. That was 88. 88, 88. yeah. Well, <laughs> then advancing onto the Doppler technology with Doubtfire Doppler. That was 94. That was 92. Yeah. Uh, but even before that... <laughs> no, I think it was 93. <laughs> Actually, we split the difference. <laughs> but even before that, there was Kindergarten Coppler. Uh, Which came out some time ago. Some time ago. <laughs> Last century, I know that much. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, uh, you've got Maildar. So let's see where Anchorman 2 is right now. Um, okay, well, this... Okay, this isn't good. Looks like he's all the way in Detroit now, which uh, e e even without looking at a map, I know that's actually further away than where he was before. <laughs> I know. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hell of a right he took. Yeah, Paul, zoom in. Let's see if we can get a read on what's going on down there. Okay, let's give that a shot. On my right is the new Dodge Durango with up to 360 horsepower. On my left... Oh, crap. He is on some press junket. With one horsepower. Is he taping that a makes commercial? You feel dumb, I, I guess okay. that way. Well, all, all we can do is sit tight and hope he makes a U-turn and finds his way back to his ear shortly. So, Paul, let's just go on with the show here. Sorry about that. All right. Well, no need to check in with the Holiday Channel. We're going to have some live music here in the studio with the mm. Boo Bay Sisters when we return. Great here we Vegas go. act. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. And we are back. Let's Before we go too far, yes. can I just say two things about this particular song? Yes. Sure. First of all, that's Eartha Kitt. Indeed. Right? Yeah. Which is the sexiest voice you'll ever listen to. But if you listen to those words, it gets a little ridiculous. She wants like a yacht and oh, then the a, deed of a house and then yeah. like a, a satellite. She's a greedy materialist. But they're not even like realistic things. Oh, to you maybe. Right? I'm slowly she, gathering that no uh, <laughs> Christmas song makes any sense. <laughs> you think she's asking unrealistic things of Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you brought it into focus, Paul. Okay, carry on. All right, well, let's turn this thing to a party. What do you say? Absolutely. Now, there's no better way to do that than with some caroling. Am I right? Ooh, yeah. Now, we're lucky yeah. to have uh, the 1960s doo-wop group, the Boubet Sisters, oh, here classics. with us to usher in the season with song. Oh. Faye, Renee, and Kay Boubet are sisters from different mothers who sing some of the greatest <laughs> music of all time. <laughs> but we've no time to focus on the greatest music of all time. No. Instead, we switch to Justin Bieber, oh. who has a new documentary out reminding us of his struggle of having the world cater to your every whim and how hard it is oh. to have the consequences happen for your stupid decisions. Sucks to be him. It's called Justin Bieber Believe. Ladies, take it away. Justin the Bieber is a jolly happy soul. With a flop-mop top and a button nose And two eyes devoid of soul Justin the Bieber Is a fairy tale they say His music really blows But believers know How he came to life one day There must have been some magic in that YouTube clip they found For when they placed it on the web he began to gain some ground Oh, Justin the Bieber Is all over the TV Now our movie screens are just obscene Slowly killing you and me Justin the Bieber Justin the Bieber Wow! 
Boo-bay, I say. officially a special now, right? I would call him Justin the Bieber from here on. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Makes you want to define what a Bieber is. I mean, I got some ideas. Justin Bieber. On. When yeah. he first came out, I kept hearing his name on the radio, and I swear I thought it was Justin Beaver. And I thought, this is the stupidest name. Sure, why not? And then I learned it was Justin Bieber, and I said, this is the stupidest name. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, uh, like with Anchorman, I think I put to the table, we're all going to see that. Absolutely. None yeah. of us are going to see this, no. right? None of us, no. no one's going to see Justin. No. Not unless I'm no. taken hostage and right. against my will. Yeah, it's funny. They didn't want to make an Anchorman sequel because who's going to go see that? But they would make a Justin Bieber sequel because they know people are going to go see that. That, yeah, that is crazy. Just, that is such a justifiable demographic, evidently, and Anchorman's isn't. I don't know. Yeah. Yet you stop anybody in the street. They've heard of Anchorman. They haven't heard of Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. They might know Justin Bieber, but they don't know the movie. Yeah. I gotcha. Stay out of our movies, douchebag. All right. <laughs> By the Next way, up, yes. Did you hear about uh, on on Anchorman that they uh, that McKay has uh, is going to put out an, an entire movie with a alternate takes? You, you were telling he me about is, that. Are they going to do that? It's so improvisational that that there is an alternate joke for every single joke in the movie. And uh, he said he actually would like to release an entire movie a second time with the same jokes but different words. The bad news is that Grown Ups Two has already beaten him to it. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope that is actually a Blu-ray. A, a I know extra. how great would that be? <laughs> See, that's why no other movie ever can do that. <laughs> that's why there should still be. Um, that's a whole other conversation to go on about the loss of of extras thanks to digital download. Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but Blu-ray, you could have four different versions of Anchorman with different jokes than everyone. That'd be hell. That'd be great. I yeah. would watch that. Yeah. And now you well, won't get that. On yeah, they did iTunes. the Wake Up Ron Burgundy for the first one, which was a second movie with a lot of alternate takes. But yeah. uh, this would be the exact same movie with anyway. I believe it with that the, the cast they got. Uh, but next up, in the wake of Anchorman mm. two in and her uh, mustache her? month continues. <laughs> <laughs> mustache month continues uh, with. <laughs> Saving Mr. Banks. <laughs> you have some time left, Mr. Banks. Live it well. No, Lee, it's not a sequel to Joe versus the Volcano. Oh! <laughs> I got all excited there for a second. But the tale of the rough road to making the popular, popular Disney film Mary Poppins, the popular Poppins, mm -hmm. in which Tom Hanks plays Walt Disney and Emma Thompson plays British again. Oh, she's very good at that. Disney brings P.L. Travers, the author of Mary Poppins, to Los Angeles so that he can convince her to let them adapt her book. She's a real pain because she fears that Walt Disney will turn her book about a woman who can fly with an umbrella and have tea parties with the bank's children on the ceiling into something not grounded in reality. <laughs> so she remains on hand to bitch about every aspect of production, from catering to the musical numbers composed by the Sherman Brothers, making sure that the memory of Mr. Banks' character was held in sober regard with songs like Chim Chim Cherie and Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Will Walt Disney be able to make Mary Poppins and release it to the worldwide acclaim it will get in 1964? Will Walt Disney die of lung cancer on December 15th, 1966? <laughs> will we land a man on the moon by 1969? Guess we'll have to see the movie to find out. But in the meantime, the Boupay sisters are Ooh. here to sing about it. Ladies. Oscar calls, are you listening? Emma Thompson is petitioning. Plays a pain in the ass, we give her a pass. Saving Mr. Banks of Disneyland. Tom Hanks is Walt Disney. He's a fan of Jim Jimmery. With Walt, there's no stopping, gotta have Mary Poppins. Saving Mr. Banks in Disneyland 
In the meantime, let's forget what's hatred. For anti-Semitic behavior, he's renounced. He'll say, are you Jewish? We'll say, no, man. Because if you are, you won't work in his town. Hates his heart. He's on fire. Disneyland. <laughs> All right. Man. Sonny Bono, Sonny and Cher, eat your hair, uh, heart out. Eat your hair off. Eat your hair off. <laughs> well, they mentioned the uh, the harsh words about Disney's anti-Semitism. That's nothing I knew about. I knew the mustache thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, people in the park who work in the park can't have mustaches. This oh, overturned very one. recently. But he mm-hmm. had one because yeah. then he was the only one. That's what I heard. Uh, uh, much like Hitler only liked blonde people. That dark-haired guy. <laughs> a bold comparison. <laughs> well, we're comparing everyone to Hitler now, right? Yeah, That's the end thing, right? anti-Semitism, right, right. so he made a very smart comparison. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's funny when you mention a historical figure. They say that about Ford, too, and, you know, like, there was anti-Semitic and other stuff, but it's like, uh, it was the 30s. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it was so standard, wasn't it? <laughs> I suppose we're probably doing something right now off, but... that in a couple of years, in 10 years, 15 years, are going to look back and go, oh yeah. my gosh, why did they right? do that thing? Whatever it is. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll find out what that is later. Then we'll yeah. be the old people still doing it. Right. Yeah. Okay, well, that's how we yeah, do Whatever things. we're saying right now will be the new colored. You know, you, you know can't what? say that. You can't say hipster. That's going to be the thing. Yeah. How dare you doofus. call... Doofus? How'd you call him a doofus? Uh, yeah. We can't talk about black, Asian, and white guy cockholes. <laughs> 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 that's what we did back then. We went on podcasts and we talked about... <laughs> talked about humping laptops. <laughs> humping laptops with the... Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited to see this movie. We, we did because I movie. already did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, what? it's another Tom what Hanks. Did you see? And I just recently saw Captain Phillips. Yeah, this is a one eighty. So, yeah, so I'm I'm actually anxious to see this movie based on the fact that it's such a turn of uh, about face from. It's Captain cool that he's playing he's Disney done it again, though. You know? Oh, he's yeah. I mean, you don't he's you don't such worry. A Disney he's not figure gonna... himself. Everybody loves him, right? Yeah, I think so. I think he's a. I mean, think about the year uh, 05, Maybe it was. When Road to Perdition and Catch Me If You oh, Can came out in the same year. I mean, mm. two wildly different parts. And same with Captain Phillips and, and uh, Save Mr. Banks. Yeah. Just Hanks, when he's on, and he's been off for a while, you know, with your Larry Crowns and your Cloud Atlases and all that. But he's back real, real sharp this year. One of the fun things about uh, living in Los Angeles, and for movie geeks especially like, uh, like us, is one night I was uh, coming home and I was passing Hollywood Boulevard, and it was lined with cars from the 40s, or whatever, whenever this takes place, mm-hmm. I think it's the 40s. Uh, and and they had the, done up the whole man's Chinese theater for the for the premiere of the movie, and and it was just completely done up. It was a whole fantasy land. As soon as you walked on Hollywood Boulevard, it was like you were in 1944, and you and you couldn't deny that you were until you finished the street. But the one thing I'll say for CGI and stuff like that. Those cars, those old cars, were broken down like crazy. Like half the side uh. <laughs> was cars leaking stuff and people oh. working on them. And those cars don't idle for a long time well. And they all had to idle and back up and then like move forward and stuff. And you're just like, yeah, I see why people would just CGI one of these stupid I learned cars. That, I learned that on the second Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And I remember back in the 80s with The Abyss and then in the early 90s with Terminator, yeah. Terminator 2, that they could create CGI characters. And obviously they've done that now ad nauseum with Gollum and whatnot. But it was at Pirates of the Caribbean 2 I realized how much set dressing is done with CGI. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like 10 years old now. But that was the yeah. first time I saw, I went to a, a Q&A and they were showing, here's the shot before, and we just put a mountain in there. Oh, yeah, and we dressed up this bridge with uh, all sorts of 
plant life and bones and rickety stuff to make it look like the cannibals were living there. And just, it was amazing. Like suddenly they had a set where they just had a, a, a lot. Yeah. Before, and, and you, you know, know what kind of hassle that is? You don't have to cart all that stuff to the jungle. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to do any of that. Just yeah. painting that stuff that adds days and days and days to your shoots. Yeah, I want to do it right. You can't tell. I want to go on record as saying um, Tom Hanks was not what was wrong with Cloud Atlas. Just saying. I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I know. That's yeah, that, that's a bit of a cloggy film. <laughs> oh, man. That thing that's not really a Tom Hanks film. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Thomas Crown Affair. That's on him. Larry and, Crown. Or Larry Crown. Larry, Larry Crown, Crown Affair. Affair. That's on him. That's where the guy on the motorbike steals jewels, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and hides him <laughs> yeah. in Julia Roberts' little, house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it was the, something kind of cool that happened in Saving Mr. Banks. We had worked with this girl, Melanie Moore, at the time. Now her name's Melanie Paxson, I believe. And we did Tony and Tina's with her back in Chicago. And it, I was very proud and excited to see her right up there with Tom Hanks. She plays the secretary, and she's in a ton of the scenes with all of the big stars. It's pretty cool. That is actually a very fun thing to do. Is it, next to actually being in a movie yourself is seeing somebody you know and like in a movie with somebody very. Speaking of Tom Hanks, I have a great Tom yes. Hanks friend story. Um, I saw my neighbor's boobs in a movie. <laughs> we lived in this building uh, in Beverly Hills, and there was a dancer. I won't use her name, but she was a dancer with the Pussycat Dolls, and she was just fabulously gorgeous. And she, you know, I just ran into her at the laundry station or whatever, you know. But uh, my girlfriend and I, at the time, we went and saw um, the movie where he's a senator, Charlie, Tom, Wilson's, Charlie War. Wilson's War, and the movie opens up with Tom Hanks in a hot tub, with my naked neighbor. I'm like, this is going to be the best time when that I run into her at the laundry again. This is the greatest. Now, you never said anything. No. <laughs> no. But my girlfriend and I were like, oh my God, that's, you know, we're going to see her tomorrow. Boobies, 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 boobies. Oh, she was fabulous looking. That's magical. Yeah. That's another perk of living in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in Ohio, I never saw my neighbor's boobs <laughs> ever in, in a movie. And not in a movie. Not in a movie. Yeah. On YouTube all the time. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go one last time here to the deuce. See if oh. they're. Done oh. playing that song. To see, oh, uh, what, what song Spoiler were they playing? Well, uh, 47 runners I think you're okay Christmas. at this point. Holy shit. So? <laughs> right. No, the okay, scroll still <laughs> says they're still playing the 47 oh. Ronin of Christmas. Let's listen in one more time. 19 flaming swords, 18 armor piercing arrows, 17 samurai bleeding from their eye sockets. Oh, my good right. Lord. All right, uh, you know, that. turn over to Holly on Sirius. It's got a lot more variety. Than All right, that. listen, I'll keep checking in to hear my favorite carol. Yeah, I'll tell you my favorite version of my favorite carol, because I'm not hearing it, but I, I'm going to demand it. I have a copy of here I want to play. That being Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, great big, song, right? But there's no Bro-lives? version of that song dearer oh. to America's heart than when it's sung by... Hiroyuki Sonata, oh. star of uh, 47 Ronin. Absolutely. Last Samurai. Big, well, the Wolverine. No, it's the big Wolverine. in our house, too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Let's fill our He's hearts with a... Christmas cheer with Rudolph the Ronin Reindeer. Here we go. You know Kira Yoshinaka and Asano Naganori, Shogun Sunayoshi, and Oishi Kuranosuke Yoshio. But do you recall the most famous Ronin of all? <laughs> Rudolph the Ronin Reindeer had no master or lord. And if you ever saw him, you would say he suffered great shame in the shadow of the feudal lords. All of the other samurai committed harikari upon the loss of their masters. They never let poor Rudolph 
take up another trade because of a rigid class system in Japan. Then one during the Meiji period, Rudolf and 47 Ronin set out to seek revenge on the warlord who killed their master. They recognized him by the scar they had left on him at their previous battle and cut his head off with a dagger. They kept his head as a prize of their accomplishment. Then everyone from the time of Genroku raised the accomplishments of the Ronin as they made their way to the Sengaki-ji Temple. However, exacting revenge in such a fashion was looked down upon by the shogunate officials. And the following year, the Ronin all committed seppuku and took their lives in ritualistic fashion. And they went down in history. <laughs> oh, that is a good version. Uh, you know what? It isn't Christmas Thank until you for playing that. at the Caius household, we hold hands around the Christmas tree and, and, sing, to... and sing that. Or Yuki Sonata. Yes. I usually put that on when I put up the Christmas tree and decorate oh, it. Oh, it's <laughs> you. You cannot be in the mood after hearing. You, as soon as you hear that song, you're in the mood. You but can't honestly, help it. Boom. what a singer, right? <laughs> he it's makes voice. it his own. It's a recognizable yeah. voice. He's like Rex Harrison, but in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just like Rex Harrison Says in Japan. Rex hey, we have another big. Uh, we have another big in studio guest. Ron oh. Burgundy is not here yet, but we have an in studio guest, and we're going to talk about more films right after this. Have yourself a oh, merry oh, little Christmas. <laughs> Let your heart be honorable. <laughs> Jesus, I can't stop. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Well, we here at the movie, guys, it's uh, we goof. You know, it's one of our things, but. Quite often, the reason for the season can get lost mm. in our goofery. So we wanted to make sure we didn't exclude entirely the Christian perspective on holiday movies. With that, please welcome to talk about the religious themes that are apparently overwhelming in the new Jason Reitman film, Labor Day, the Reverend David O. Beach. Everybody. Hey. Hey, Reverend. Hello. Hello, Hello, Reverend. Hello, and, and God bless you. Oh, thank you, Pastor. Please, as you said, call me Reverend. All right. Reverend, let's take a look at Labor Day. It's a new film from Jason Reitman, who's had a great streak of success with comedies, and this looks like a drama. Well, it's heavy stuff. I mean, the birth of our Savior and all. Reverend. It's about the coming of Christ to wash away the sins of mankind. Okay, let's see. Yeah, IMDb has it listed differently. A depressed single mom takes an escaped convict into her home, and while held hostage, they develop a level of trust. That's, that's the exterior storyline, but there is a deeper meaning. I okay. mean, that's like saying Zookeeper is about a fat guy talking to animals and getting relationship advice, when we really know the deeper meaning is about <laughs> Noah's Ark and God granting us safety in the wake of the end of the world. I knew that movie had something to do with the end of the world. Absolutely. All right, Reverend, I still don't see the correlation between this Kate Winslet, Josh Brolin romance and the tale of Christ's birth. Well, Paul... What time of the year does the movie take place? Labor Day weekend, while Winslet's son is home from school. Wrong. Christmas. Uh, Christmas. Right. Mm -hmm. That's when Mary went into labor. They're giving you hints as to what this is about right there in the title. Uh, right. Mm -hmm. What? Look, Hollywood isn't about to start greenlighting Christian-themed films. Only Rick Santorum is doing that, and he's not even a real guy. He's a character. Wait, mm -hmm. Rick Santorum is not a real guy? What do you mean? I think I've said too much. Uh, all I have to tell you is that you have Sasha Baron Cohen. We have Roger Gladstone. Wait, I, I'm sorry, Reverend. I, hmm. I got to ask. You, you just said that they're not greenlighting Christian-themed films. Yeah. But didn't The Passion of the Christ make like 
$200 million. So, you know. No, Mel Gibson financed that himself. He just wanted to see a Jew getting nailed to the cross. Uh, Look, all I'm saying is you can't make Mm. a film like Labor Day while wearing the Christian message on your sleeve. You've got to layer it in there so atheist filmgoers, which have to make up about 90% of filmgoers, aren't turned off by the message of hope and peace. Well, Reverend, you're blowing our minds a little bit here, I got to admit. That's something. I'm actually a little surprised to hear that because if if you just pay attention, I mean, I mean, look at the character of Frank Chambers embodied by Josh Brolin. I mean, the mere embodiment of Jesus in human form is so Bible. Who who says he's Jesus? (laughs) Please. Tall, long, flowing locks, facial hair, bulging pecs, huge biceps. That man is all Jesus. And soon, like the Roman soldiers, the police start coming for him. Wow, a lot seems to happen in the three days of the story. Well, look, Mm -hmm. here's a guy who died and came back to life in three days. You're on the wrong side of history if you underestimate what he's capable of. All right, well, do you think this material is in good hands with director Jason Reitman, son of Ghostbusters director Ivan Reitman? Unto us a child is born, and he shall be seated to the right hand of the Father. Know what I mean? Plus, Jace and I were roommates at uh, Skidmore College. Was this before seminary? Before what? Seminary, when you studied religion and became a priest. Oh, yeah, I, I did that. That's, some, that. that's something I did. Paul, I wasn't really buying what he was up to, so I looked him up on my computer here on my phone. Uh-huh. Turns out that David O'Beach is a marketing executive at Paramount Pictures. Oh, hey, um, this is just... Douchebag. Come on, look, man, look, that's look, look, a little... You should be ashamed of yourself. Whoa. Desperate times call for desperate measures. Reitman hit his peak with Juno, but that was about this six years ago. I mean, young adult only made $16 million. Now he puts out a snark-free drama. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. we've got to get people in the theater, and I know that Bible types come out in droves when prompted. Yeah, desperate indeed. I think I speak for all of us when when I say we're just kind of disgusted at your behavior. What do you have to say for yourself? Labor Day opens December 27th and goes into wide release at a theater on January 30th. Hey, 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 you know what, <laughs> Reverend? Just go. Oh, Get out of here. Oh, Hit the bricks. I was, I was a pastor. Did you just defrock a priest? I defrocked wow. a priest. I literally pulled this frock off. That was a clip on Frock that collar. guy. He had a clip on. Frock uh, that guy. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Huh. Jesus Christ already with that guy. Hey, I, I don't know. I think that's smart marketing. Charlotte, I think Charlotton. Fake. Wait till he finds out the, guitar, the garage door is closed. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to stand over there and watch us for the next half that's, hour. Yeah, That's How the smartest marketing since uh, Disney faked that uh, movie that takes was shot uh, yeah, faking their parts. You mean the moon still landing? Seen. The moon yeah. landing, yes. Disney faked that's the all moon Disney. landing? Disney and Kubrick, they finally uh, did their... Th- all right, listen, enough of these hack guests. Well, I'll be better off when Ron Burgundy arrives, right? Yes. We're still waiting Ooh, on him, so right. how's that Burgundy coming? Tracker? Well, let's... Uh, one last check here with the Anchor Tracks 5000. Hopefully, Ron Burgundy is done taping the commercial, uh, done with his interview with Conan O'Brien, and has had enough milk to drink so he can finally start making his way to our studios. Paul, let's uh, let's see here. Let's pull up the old. Uh, All right. Okay. Oh. oh, okay. Great, great. Apparently, he's left Detroit and is now in Connecticut. All right. What what the hell is he doing all the way over on the other side of the country? Paul, can you tune that in? Let's get a listen here. Yeah, let's have a listen. There were some things going on in sports today that will make your brain fall out of your skull. We go next to Wrigley Field, where the Astros and the Cubs got together and had a crazy idea. Let's play two games in one day. Something that had never been done before in the history of baseball. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Now, now he's apparently auditioning for ESPN. Well, Good you know Lord. what? Uh, sorry, folks. Looks like Ron Burgundy won't be making it to us in time for the Christmas show. So, uh, yeah. yeah, apparently he's too busy blanketing the country with a promotional warm front that is dumping parody and hilarity on the entire U.S. Thanks a lot, global warming. <sighs> you know what, Paul? That does it. Just give me that scotch and these cookies. These are going home <laughs> with me. Screw this guy. All right. Well, there you have it. You're an awful man. You are truly a disappointment. Appointment with all 
Just take a nip of that. That's depressing. But we still have other guests who will I join us uh, right after this. Pa- uh, pass the scotch around. Let yeah. it All right, well, we're all in for more dessert than just cookies and scotch, as I hear our faithful board up Jamie, everybody, Yay! has uh, made well, a tasty oh treat. Oh, no, who's opping the board? Yeah, well, the board is opping itself. Oh, my God. Welcome to <laughs> the this side of magic. Could get insane. And uh, Jamie wants to share uh, the recipe with our listeners for this fancy new and tasty treat she has. Because what are the holidays without uh, goodies, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, this is a great time of year to get into the kitchen and whip up something the whole family can nosh on. So, Jamie, everybody. Yay. How are you feeling? I'm outstanding, Paul. Christmas right. time just isn't Christmas time in Hollywood until the studios start making their Oscar pie. Oh, mm. Oscar pie. I love Every year with the Oscar I pie. I know. And nobody has a better recipe than the Weinstein Company. Oh, oh my Lord. Their mango unchained last year was incredible. Oh, right? Yeah. No. This year's a sure thing because they're cheating a little bit. They've taken a recipe that's already been published and won awards with. They're just adding their own spin to it. Oh, okay. see, I've definitely heard of this year's Weinstein Company Oscar pie. August Osage County, right? Well, it starts there. That's your crust. Hmm. Firm. Oh. Not flaky. No. I mean, this is a Pulitzer Prize winning crust. But like I said, where previous versions of the recipe had ingredients like Deanna Dunnigan and Amy Morton, the Weinsteins add Meryl Streep and Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. So from what I've heard, this is due to world-class executive chef George Clooney, who is overseeing the whole recipe. That is true, Paul. This thing is bathed in gold, with nine Culinary Academy Awards attributed to some of the pie makers. Oh, let's dole it oh, out here. Wow. Yeah, yeah, some, Why don't we? You got some I worked really hard here. on it. So Thank I hope you. I hope you like it. I'm let excited me, to Well, let me tell you... I, I'm glad you're excited. Let me tell you a little bit about what you're going to taste because it's right. way different than the flavors you would mm. get in a Quentin Tarantino cake or a oh, Spike sure. Leclair. <laughs> These are prestige <laughs> ingredients that rely on nuance, not in your face spices. Oh, All right. I see. So, what you're probably going to taste is Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It's hot. A matriarch has a drug problem due to her mouth cancer drugs when her husband passes away, mm-hmm. and the whole family gathers for the funeral. Are you guys tasting Best that? tasting thing you've ever tasted. <laughs> you know, now that she puts a name to it, that's what I'm tasting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's here that years-old issues start ball? to come to the surface. Oh, so you're I see. you're going to get those flavors. That's probably top. where the real flavor is, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So Actually, what uh, do you guys taste? Mm. Hold on a second. Let me get a... Is that the first? Well, no, it looks like uh, everyone's enjoying it. Let me... I'm tasting I'm a little something there, Lee. It tastes a little... A little Mulroney. Mm. <laughs> is that, is that what I get there? Yeah, I know what that tastes like. Uh, it's in there. It's, mm. it's yeah. in a supporting role. Mm. Ah, what, a, okay. what else? I'm sensing a little Breslin. Mm, not a little so little anymore. Oh, the Abigail wow. Breslin added here is a Breslin aged to perfection. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no doubt the overall flavor here is Robert C. with a little streep texture throughout. Mm. Those two flavors battle out the whole recipe. And if you're cooking for a large party and need to invite people outside your general circle to this... It's easy to make a cumberbatch of Oscar pie, oh, <laughs> which will draw in extra people to the table. I think you're right. Oh, a cumberbatch is like uh, a lot of food, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you can pretty much feed everybody a cumberbatch and they'll be happy. Delirious, Paul. Yeah. They'll be thrilled. A cumberbatch of Oscar pie is ideal and uh, very sexy. Mm. You know, this makes a lot of sense because I hear you get these ingredients together and you just heat things up and all hell breaks loose. And that's what this tastes like. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, who wants to be in Oklahoma when it's 90 degrees? Right. Exactly. <laughs> they don't. Mm. Now, you guys have actually seen 
August Osage County, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yep. it is a it is a big heaping yep. spoonful of Oscar pie, no question. Absolutely. About that. <laughs> Cooper's got an Oscar. Streep's got three. Roberts has one. Clooney's got a pair. Grant Heslov has a pair. Weinstein's got one. Benedict. Benedict uh, doesn't have an Oscar. Not yet, no. but and no. Zoe Saldana. Because after, <laughs> you know what else you can taste is the um, you can really taste the sitting around and talking. Oh, no, 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 no. That really comes through. There's the, a little uh, sitting around and talking, and then there's a lot of r- knocking each other on the floor and oh, grabbing that, well, each hold other. Hold on a second. Let me see if there's yeah. some grabbing in here. There's that some I can, grabbing in there. I'd love to taste some grabbing. Hold on. Take a forkful. Some gravitas? You know what it is? That, that's, more, that's more the aftertaste. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It comes on with a lot of sitting and talking, and then the knocking around and grabbing and really right. hits you. But you'll yeah. notice, and I think this is done specifically, there's no w- whatsoever flavor of chasing Nazis. No, right. oh, that's right. There's no uh, I don't terrorist. Taste in there. Fl- there's none and of that. Everyone is very well read, and they are not uh, slow learners. You know what? Mm-hmm. I almost every uh, pie Christmas Oscar pie I've ever had has had car chase in it. There is no nope. car chase oh. in this. Nope. Mm-mm. This is amazing. No, and it's still good. That's the amazing uh, yeah. part. That's what I'm saying. Nobody's playing slow. It's interesting. It's I don't. A- I don't taste anybody singing in France. Nope. Mm-mm. Or or. Paris you know what England this pie is? This pie is what it is not. Christmas. It's very American. And most yeah. most Oscar pies have some mental retardation to them, That's right? That's what I was saying. Or at There's least a racial issue <laughs> or AIDS. Nothing. No. You cannot taste any AIDS in this pie. No. I'm so happy is, mm. oh my God. that there's no AIDS in the pie, Jamie, because if you brought a pie in here with AIDS in it... And I've been eating it. Well, yeah. well, it would win. Mouth cancer and AIDS can taste somewhat similar, so oh, but Jamie, just be careful that you can really... But Jamie, I do yeah. taste a little Juliette Lewis. Is that true? Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. How can you not taste a little of her? When she comes in, it's like that little extra it. spice. Mm. I, am, I, Plus I saw her at Trader Joe's a couple nights ago. So. Oh. I haven't tasted her oh, yeah? in like 20 years. <laughs> I'd flip out if I saw her. When I had a big plate of natural born cookies. I think that's the last <laughs> time oh, I, mm, man. I, uh, mm. I tasted her. Jamie, slow, yeah. slowly tell us where we can get the recipe. <laughs> <laughs> you, absolutely. You can get the whole recipe along with many others on imdb.com. Just search for August Osage County and all the ingredients for Oscar Pyle come right up. Ooh, mm. that's great. I'm Wine glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't come in here in October, or we might have eaten sausage Osage. <laughs> I'd much rather have this good sweet too. AIDS-free pie <laughs> that we're enjoying right now. With just a hint of Julia. All right, we'll give it up for Jamie, everybody. Oh, That's wonderful. Bye. What a delicious Enjoy appearance. The Hopefully the board opt uh, accordingly while you were gone and we could hear all of this. I hope I so. Hope so. Right. Uh, we'll be back in just a few more minutes of music here with more guests and holiday fun. Keep Happy listening. Happy holidays. All right, let's dive into our next segment. Uh, it's a little something called Story Time with Stephen Lewis. Give him a big round of applause, Stephen Lewis, everybody. Story Time. Hey, thank you. I love stories. Merry Christmas, well, Story Steve. Time. Thanks. Christmas time is a great time for stories, and I'm actually here to uh, promote a, a little show that I'm doing. No, 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 no. Steve's going to read for us a Christmas classic, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yay! Yay! All right. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. The Walter Mitty is not a Christmas classic. Okay, well... Neither is Fred Claus. Didn't stop my parents from buying it on Blu-ray. Stephen Lewis, everybody. Yay! All right. Christmas. All right. Here we go. Yay. Come on, Steve. You're so good at this. There once was a man named Walter Mitty, and he imagined himself in all sorts of exciting and exotic situations. Hmm. The end. Hmm? That's it? 
Yeah, that's it. You see, kids, Walter Mitty is actually a three-page short story from the 1930s, not some kind of major Hollywood epic. But of course it is. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, what kinds of things did Walter imagine? Well, first he imagined himself as a 1947 musical starring Danny Kaye. Oh. Hmm. And then he imagined himself as a 20-year-in-development remake project that no one could get seriously behind. And then finally, hmm. he imagined himself as Ben Stiller. Because who wouldn't want to be Ben Stiller? Apparently Walter Mitty, because he keeps imagining himself as all sorts of other people, right? Yeah, well, that's a metaphor. Hmm. Me- metaphor for what? Christmas. How was, how was that a metaphor for Christmas? Hanukkah? Do you even know what you're talking about? (laughs) All right, look, there's really not a whole lot to work with here in this story. Look, I'll put it to you guys. You know, what exactly would uh, would you want to see in a story about a guy with an overactive imagination and endless access to CGI? Um, Oh, you know what? Actually, this could be really great because he could go into some alternate universe and fight dragons and maybe sea creatures. Mm. No, he can't do that. But he can jump into a burning building and save a puppy. Oh, I like that. Oh, uh, how about can he blast into outer space and shoot up aliens? Oh. Sweet. No. Oh. But he can jump off a moving helicopter into the Atlantic Ocean. Oh, well, oh. So there's something right can there. He, can know. he fly or maybe can he have super speed? He can skateboard through the Himalayas. Huh? Huh? Oh. Well, can he at least be some kind of like super stud like James Bond to get all sorts of gorgeous babes Ooh. and supermodels? Yeah. yeah. He can make Kristen Wiig fall in love with him. I could do that. That sounds hard. You know, this doesn't really sound all that exciting. Well, you see, Paul, that's because in this story, mm-hmm. it's not about the fantasies that he has. This story is all about life. Uh, you, oh, you mean a life as it's actually lived, the everyday pleasures we oh. take for granted and don't learn to appreciate until it's too late. Now uh, I get it. I yep, get it. Yep, yep, yep. No, I mean Life Magazine. Huh? What? what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, Life, Walter works for Life Magazine. <sighs> And he has to, and they're putting out the final issue, and he has to find the missing photo negative for the picture that's going to go on the cover. Really? That's okay. the plot? That sounds kind of lame. Sounds like a job. I'm betting about now you guys are wishing I stuck with the three-page version of the story, huh? Yeah, that would have been Well, you know, maybe Hollywood will, too. But I'll tell you this. There is one heartwarming seasonal aspect to this whole thing. Yeah? You know the guy who takes the picture who, that goes on the cover? He's played by Sean Penn. (gasps) So? So, he used to punch photographers. Now he's betraying one. That is a true Christmas miracle. All right, get the hell out of here. Stephen Lewis, everybody. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. I guess. Don't say it. A little more well-misinformed. You elaborated nothing on what Steve... My goodness, that was very We barely heard a story with that. Yeah. But I think... Steve's fallen off a little bit. I think I know at least now. Or maybe that, the studios uh, have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's, the man uh, only had three pages to work yeah. with. <laughs> yeah. On second thought, that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps another movie showcast. Uh, together we are the movie guys. Individually we are Santa Claus. Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys on Facebook at facebook.com/slash the movie guys as well as on YouTube. Oh, iTunes and SoundCloud. Oh, and there's the hustle, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. 
Uh, was that from the movie The American Hustle? Well, I certainly hope so. Uh, Who is the lyricist on this song? We'll find out. He they want me to brilliant. see it, don't they? Thanks to Stephen Lewis, Jamie Clark Elvington, and the Boubay Sisters. Yay, of course. Boobay. Go to the Boubay Sisters to find out how to get them to sing at your event or party. And also Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show. Merry Christmas, every week. Steve. Here we go. Sing along. Oh. If you know the words. There's four words, right? Do the hustle. No, no that's more than four syllables. Makes you think in the seventies. I doubt it. It's, yeah, but it's it like Desperado. Be. They didn't put the actual song in there. Well, David O. Russell put in music like Scorsese does because this is a Scorsese movie, right? Will yes. It just be all rock. Yeah, you music can't put soundtrack? this in there. You got to get Stones, right? You yeah. can't commit crimes to this. You got to commit crimes to Give the me Stones. Shelter. The yeah. Who? Give How can shelter. I swindle to this? There's no <laughs> swindling going on. There's no swindling to be done to this. And remember, you can find everything we're doing at themovieguys.net. Happy holidays. <laughs>